Before we begin this episode, we want to give a final shout out to Tiller, a time tracking project by friends of the show, Nick Hallam, and his studio, Joan, in Melbourne. Tiller is a new approach to time tracking using software and hardware. It's perfect for designers. The Kickstarter finishes on October the 20th, 2017, so there's still a short amount of time to get involved. Back the project and get your hands on Tiller. Check it out for yourself at gettiller.com. Now, on to this episode of ADR. Welcome to episode 55 of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn Tracy, and with me as always is Matt Leach. How are you? I'm really good. It feels a bit weird I'm sitting next to you. This time. I feel like we should be holding hands. I feel like the last couple of times we've uh, sat down with someone, there's been a different shaped desk every time. So we've gone from triangles, which was... We had square last time, which I wasn't... I didn't like. Too pointy. It's a bit pointy, mm. um, but we've got round now. And we also have Graham Barton here with us, who is sure. the creative director of Folk and has been for nearly six years. Hey, delighted to be here. Thanks very much for having me, by the way. So thrilled. I first met you at EKH. True. Which I was very shocked to see was uh, in 2002, mm-hmm. which feels like a lifetime ago. I know. Um, but that, um, I remember that, that period, and that period seemed to be such an exciting period because you still had the three founders there. So Miriam, Anna, and Alison were still all there. And it was before it got sold to the branding house. But you were there for that whole period, weren't you? I was there, um, I think two years I was there. And I ended up there because I was at Enterprise IG or Horniak and County Enterprise IG. Um, I got retrenched from there. So last bum in, first bum out. All right. Paul O'Julian had to tell everybody because uh, somebody did Horniak and County was independent, never lost a penny, became uh, listed, had quarterly figures, projected figures to meet, didn't meet them. The oh. number of us got tapped on the shoulder. So Paul Julian had to do all their dirty work. So then I had to look for a job. And bumped into um, EKH. Was delighted to start there. Um, and yeah, it was it was an interesting. There was so Anna Amont, Miriam Kinyi, Alison Hewlett. Who well, uh, while I was there, I did Alison's fiftieth birthday invite. So they were all, yeah. um, I suppose, late forties or thereabouts. Uh, and I was early thirties back then. So yeah, it was an interesting dynamic, having worked at other places, going to this place, where there's sort of three creative directors, mm. all sort of working, intermingling, but with their own little projects, their own little clients, and you sort of work with them and part of the team. Because it was, because it kind of grew organically, didn't it? I think Miriam and... I think Anna, it was Anna first, and then Miriam, yeah, and then Alison. I think they just worked next to each other in the same room or something, and then started doing I, stuff that was That was what I sort of gleaned from the whole situation. Mm. Um, and there was a sense also that even when I started that the, they were beginning to think about their exit strategy. Right. And so for me, then I'm thinking, oh, well, what does that mean? And, <laughs> I just got here. And it was funny, actually, there was a day that's where... A, that's alarm bells, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit like that. Then um, another great designer, Karen Van Esveld, who was with me at Honeyat and Canny. Oh, I was with her. She was there first. Um, she ended up joining EKH, which was great. And then I got told one day she, uh, by Alison, oh, Karen's great. She said she might be our new creative director because she offered to be. And I'm like, hang on, <laughs> uh, can I offer? Um, so that was a little lesson of if you want something, just uh, say it out yeah. loud. Don't just sit there, you know, waiting for people to tell you great you are or not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then exit started to um, happen. So they were obviously in conversation with the branding house were up in North Sydney somewhere. Yeah. And literally the space in Baronia Street was 
knocked through into the next space in Baronia Street, like the wall that was there, went. <laughs> here's, here's your new studio. And that's what <laughs> happened. And it was all a bit, it was all a bit, it was all a bit like two schools merging. It was like, oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Like the um, boy and girl dance kind of thing. A bit, a bit odd, but it was great. It was, a, it was, um, it was all very vital. You meet new people and then you got to sort of stump up again. And it's, you just see, and you see um, yourself and your work afresh because you've got these new yep. kids in the class mm-hmm. sort of not judging you but just getting to know you mm. so yeah that was um, an interesting time two years went by and I think I went from there I think to the partners in Sydney the partners had a, a, a an office in Sydney for a couple of years and I got wind of that and was like yes please so um, <laughs> so yeah just did the two years but it was it was great Work, oh, it's just great working with different people. Wherever you go, there's stuff to be learned, you know. Yep. So it was great working with them. But you, but you do generally stay at places for quite a long time because you were at principals for seven, seven years. Which yeah. Is, which is a decent, I mean, maybe that doesn't seem too long, but it seems like a long period in the kind of industry that we're in. Yeah, it was. And as I mentioned, um, it was probably a year or two too long. And they'd got their... So Simon Wright, the creative director, now ECD there. And I was doing my thing at Design Director with another Design Director. And maybe my feet were itchier than I realised. Where I was made, I don't know, questioning stuff or they were questioning me. And it was like, no, this is going to work. Because I was so pleased to start there seven years early. Because it was when the partners wound up in Sydney. They courted and principals and partners courted each other. So they took their clients to principals. Principals were right. more of a, a advertising strat type of place, but ones that then have that design branding offer. So the partners brought that to them. Um, so after the partners, then somewhere else, then ended up back at principals. I think this is, so it's sort of like partners, principals. It could be great. So I was in, I, I interviewed at, at principals a year before I got the job. So that time they took on Marcus Louie, I think. And then ten months later, they rang me up and said, so I re-interviewed and, and, and took the job. He left as creative director. I started as design director, and they said, with a view to maybe, who knows what in the future. What's the difference between a creative director and a design director? Just, I don't know. <laughs> Pay scale. Well, you kind of do, yeah, a little bit of that. But maybe it was a recognition on their part, which ended up being quite wise, to be fair. So, you know, and as ambitious and determined as I was, and I was, um, so there was no one above me on the creative side, so it was great for me, and I was didn't know what I was doing, but I was trying to do it. <laughs> I was trying to do what I didn't know what I was doing as well as I could, um, and it was a big, it was a good learning curve, great place to be. Then they kept they interviewed for creative directors, and it was like mm, this is going to be interesting. So there was myself and John Kvyachinsky at the time, mm. um, was at the DD. We interviewed a couple of people who there weren't wasn't enough uh, enough daylight between the potential new CDs and us. And we sort of told the bosses that, Tom and Wade. Then Simon Wright eventually came in. He'd been 17 years at Interbrand, uh, Nolan Sorrell, then Interbrand, Nolan Sorrell. He came over and there was clearly he could do, he knew, he was more experienced than me and, and John. So it was like, great, let's, so I'm going to find out what I've been doing wrong for, this, yeah. for these three <laughs> or a half years or whatever, <laughs> or however long it took him to come in. And so I very happily, not so much step back. I didn't need to step back. He just was, I carried on and he did more. Yeah. And I learned a lot from Simon, um, how he romanced clients, 
how he interpreted, took the strategy because it's big on the strategy principles. And so was he was he a designer as well? Because there's a lot of strategists there, right? There's a lot, lot of strategists there. Him, right? yeah. So yes, he's a designer. So right. um, but so I'm 46. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, really, I am. Um, he must be, I don't know, four, five years older than me. So was Nina Jenkins at, uh, she was four to five years older than me at the Partners. And uh, and he is that generation of designer who, this isn't said disparagingly, uses the internet and the email and that's it on the computer. Right. Mm. So I just about, so I started my four-year degree in 89, finished 93. I think in our second year, there was one little Mac. And then by the fourth year, there was six Macs but you had a, an allotted amount of time, black and white max. You had to have your sketch in front of you, visibly in front of you, so you weren't just aimlessly designing on the Mac. I need to do this headline, this and this and this, get it printed out so you can mm. then paste it up um, and then off. So that I just about caught that wave. So I'm, I can use the programs and so on. But Simon and Nina, and just a couple of years ahead of me, either chose not to or... Did their whole career not doing that? Yeah. So there's a bit of a shift. We had a phone conversation before this about uh, creative directors and the shift. So traditionally, all the ones I had sort of above me, either five or ten years ahead of me while I was designing, were just walking, talking, flicking through a book. What about this? What about that? Yeah. Just reference, reference, throwing, reference. Throwing ideas, yeah. And then designers would do it. Mm. And yeah, no, yeah, no. So that was that's what I mean about um, so seeing a whole different side of the way he did things. It was good. So as a creative director yourself now, like, is your job much different? It's kind of a blend. I'm still hands-on. Mm. I, um, so my muscle memory is still sketchpad, pen, writing and thinking, writing and thinking and doodling. Yeah. In any particular order, I'm a dude. I found all my sketchbooks from my parents' house um, a year or so ago. I had to get rid of them all. My sketchbooks were so perfectly drawn because you had to make them perfectly drawn. My sketches now are really quite scatty, but it's enough for me to know what that was, mm. so I can then mac it up. Yeah. So from so from and sometimes from pencil to pixel it gets better. Sometimes it just fails and it does. Um, so I still do a bit of that. It was interesting listening to Linda on your show talk about you've got virtuosos and the conductor yep. as the creative yeah. director. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was kind of good. You're trying to you get the most out of people who are going to do it different to you. So you might say, I'm thinking of this, I'm thinking of that, try this, try that. They do something much better than that. And then you pretend that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, carry on. It's a perfect system. It's a great system. And then you pretend it and get all the credit. <laughs> um, but what about when it goes the other way, when you say, think about this, and they present you something, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've got a naughty step system. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> uh, that's just, if you've got good designers, they want to be, they're seeking criticism, not praise. They want it to be as good as it can be. Mm. so there was a line I said uh, years ago which was that's great that's sort of that's that's not going to that's not the thing that's going to go to print it'll be like that but different so that was I said it sort of spontaneously and that's sort of a it is great it's just not right mm-hmm. and the, the good designer will say yeah 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 it, it isn't quite right yet and so you might say do this the big catchphrase at the minute in the studio is do less like do less than like the posted thing to preempt that a bit but was just do it quieter. Just 
it's trying to do too much. Like the whole pentagram st- school of stuff or something. Yeah. It's just so cutting, singular cutting, and cutting sacrificial. So let, let's just talk about the posted project just quickly because this is an internal... Yeah. Uh, and relates back to EKH actually. Oh, does it? Okay, so it's a, it's an internal um, exercise where yeah. you'll you'll try and cover, and it's is it every week? Every, once a month. Once a month. Okay. So, so it used to be every week. Well, hang on. Let's get the top level of what okay, we're sorry. talking about first. So what's what's the posted project? So do you want me to explain? Well, I'll, no, I'll, I'll explain it. You... I'm going to explain. <laughs> I, I want to explain. You because you're prepared. All right, Matt's prepared. So let's let's give Matt a cracker. Okay. Fine. No, Graham can do it. <laughs> if I must. So. Um, EKH 100 years ago EKH are part of an, uh, a parent group called Issues and Images Cornwell in Melbourne were also right. part of that and they said right they said one day Issues and Images have said what we're going to do we're all going to do us and Cornwell are going to do if something happens in a calendar month we'll do a poster for it and at the end of it, and we'll do that each month for the 12 months at the end of that we'll have a book or something which they did they called that project Issues and Images because it was about things that happen, yep. like bushfires at Christmas or whatever, and mm. um, do a poster for that, the project. So I was so for the past, or well, since then, I've been thinking, I want to do that again. Mm. It's just great, you know, wax on, wax, wax off sort of side project thinking. How can you do something really singular? We've always been too busy or it hasn't been the right time. So at the end of last year, I said to the designers and Michael, the boss, let's do this, let's do if something happens in the calendar year we do a poster for it and I did a presentation upstairs top deck to the whole company and a bit of a show and tell thing and I did a presentation of what I believe is a decent what's a good poster and I showed so the Jonah Lomu poster when he died the the silver fern with one of the leaves falling off so it looked like a tear right so that was that poster that was a gorgeous poster so I did a whole I I sort of showed these we're going to do that this year if something happens we're going to do it do we have a style? Are they all going to be red, black and white? Are they all going to be illustrative? Mm-hmm. We didn't know at the, at the time. But the first one was quite important because it informed the second one and the second one. So they all ended up just being painfully simple. So the rules were it has to be a news item that would be on the first couple of pages of the telly. Mm-hmm. It can't be some buried deep... But this happened yet, but nobody knows it happened. So what... <laughs> So Brangelina splitting up, that was one of them. Yeah. The very first one we did was the uh, the Force Awakens, uh, Star Wars, uh, reawakening of the whole franchise, yeah. the BB-8 poster. So we talk about something that happened sometimes more than what. And what eventuated was 2000, 2016 and ended up being sort of lots of things happened in 2016. It was a busy year, Which we it? didn't know yeah. in November 2015. It's all your fault. It kind of could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's slightly awful because you're kind of like, who's you sort of, you're, not, you're sort of half waiting for things to happen in the news, you know. There's something yeah. awful you're coming today. to work like really excited because <laughs> died? somebody died yeah. again. Prince awful. died. Awful. A great Surely idea not. Surely not. <laughs> awful. It's awful. So, um, so we set ourselves a project, of, and it was called Posted because the idea was we do them, we post them, and it's a poster. Get in, um, and it was fun. Like it. I want them all to look like they took two minutes each. Mm. Only the census one took two minutes. Um, the rest of them were mm, really enjoyably painstaking. Like the Paris floods one, I drew it I drew it in my pad. I could do the Eiffel Tower upside down, mm. right? Because it's, right. it's flooded. Mm. Took ages to do that. It never looked good. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Um, 
I saw an article the other day that creatives get better with age, which is great. Tony Brook uh, <laughs> tweeted it. Um, but you're, you're kind of being able to be in that teacher role a little bit, aren't you? Well, having, it was a good exercise and it was like, the, the whole thing could have fallen on its face. Mm. But in the end, the reaction has been great. And people flick through it and you've got about, well, I'm, the motion of just moving past them on your iPhone or iPad. They've got to work in that couple of seconds. Mm. It was a very disciplined exercise to try and make you do, you know, Chris Doyle's elbow type stuff or pentagram stuff, trying to do something that's just crystal clear and gettable. Eye-catching, but gettable. And so the... Um, so it's great. It's good. It's good fun. So everyone gets to do their version and then one's picked? Well, yeah. That's the uh, announcement at the beginning. It's like if, if something happens... It's basically beat us up. The rule is beat everybody else to the punch. Yeah. Right. Um, game on. It's not, it's meritocracy, not democracy. It's a whose turn is it this month? Nobody's, everybody's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if someone said, I've had this idea for that, that's great, do it. Or it's not, don't do it. Or that's not even a good enough topic. We need a better topic than that. Mm. Um, do you decide on the topic together? A little bit early on, particularly that first one. We were like, it could be Star Wars. Let's make it Star Wars. And then what about Star Wars? Uh, and then it was the BB-8 thing was the main mnemonic, the main um, figure of that of the film. So that's what we did. So we had a big chat about what mm. to do Star Wars. Then what about it? Then I think in January was the oh, n- the northeast of the states. New York was under record-breaking snow. Mm. That's a story. What do we do about that? So we decided it was a story, and then there was a number of incarnations of that. Mm. But we ended up... There was still three done for that, and we ended up just doing one. It's really nice, because it, it, it gives a sort of focus to the studio working towards something that doesn't matter so much, but, but it's still fun to do. Now, Julian is in Julian Canny. He, he used to have... Was it Fridays? He used to say it was kind of like personal project day or something like that. He never told me, but I was a freelancer. <laughs> but I was a freelancer, so maybe that's why I didn't tell. Actually, then he took me on full time, then he tapped me right. on the shoulder. So maybe it was a. As I see, I it rings a vague bell. Yeah, I oh. remember there was something that they they did which I was I thought was quite groundbreaking for the time. Um, obviously, these days we've got Google, uh, where they do twenty percent of their time is devoted to a mm-hmm. personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and lots of companies are doing, but I remember... I treat every day like a personal day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do. My solution. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. So, tell us more about Folk. So, you've been there mm-hmm. six years? Yeah. Um, yeah, five and a half years. A lot happened in a couple of months. Um, moved house, became a dad, got a new job. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Likes to do things all at once. Um everything collectively yeah it was nuts and I realised in between principles and starting to folk I could go home for a week so I went home for a week flew back on the Monday morning started a new job and when you and when you said home oh Liverpool uh, in the UK yeah so still you've been here for a long time you still consider that home Uh, well obviously yeah Yeah. looks like I do yeah Yeah. Um, yeah is that bad is that wrong Um, there's no wrong answers here no yeah I obviously do I do say (laughs) I'm actually... So you learn something about yourself when you come on as well as everybody yeah. learning about you, which is good. Yeah, we'll keep digging. Well, I like yeah. that. Um, I might be going home in a couple of weeks to help my dad move house, out of the family home. Boo. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I touched down Monday, went home, got a shower, um, 
and then went to work on the Monday. I was asleep at my desk by Thursday with the jet lag, but that, that was an ignominious start. Three hour long interviews with Michael. Michael Broadhead, the MD and owner, a, a folk, brilliant bloke, great leader, just very good. The outgoing CD said to me, who I knew from, from freelancing at Haywood years ago, said, Michael's very good, very active, like super energy. I think there might be three of Michael's, two, two of which are <laughs> sleeping at any time. All right. Um, great. So in the interviews, I realized that um, he was brilliant. There's a real ambition at, at, at their place to do... Like I was at the interview saying, I need to be in a building where we're doing brand identity. That's how and where I can be the most useful. That's what I've done pretty much forever. The other thing about folk is Michael, and so this is five, six years ago, and you know, for years before that, he had a genuine digital offer. Mm. So places like Principles and others, not um, as any slight, you've got brand houses. And then when companies would say, do you do web? Yeah. They didn't. <laughs> They'd phone a partner and yeah, throw it over the wall and do in. something. That's fine. Yeah. And the same, digital places didn't do branding. Mm. So the race sure. for the past yeah. five years is branding houses hiring digi guys yeah. and digital houses hiring brand. that's been the race in the last few years and now it's just everyone's just about amphibian again mm. I think now not yeah. again for the first time but Michael had these proper dark arts coders who worked on PCs I've never <laughs> seen a PC so that's that's they're long in the tooth on both the communications brand side of things and the digi side of things which has been which was another thing for me. So Michael made it attractive, the ability they had there. Um, it was also going to possibly future-proof long in the tooth made to try and mm, expose myself and maybe even learn some new tricks on the digital side of stuff, which is just hadn't been in my well vision, never even periphery mm. at principals or partners or horniacs or anywhere else. It was just a complete... I had no idea how things ended up behind glass, you know, on the internet there. <laughs> so that's been, um, I've enjoyed that. Um, so are you doing more, challenge. are you doing more of that kind of work? Yeah. So for the first couple of years, I was like, you know, we'd get wireframes in. I'd be going, I, I do not feel legitimized to pass comments on this. Michael did. And other people who do, you know, full time at our place, you know, we've got people for whom it is there. That is the um, meet and drink. That's what they do. So I'd sort of stand back. A year or two ago, we have an end of year reflections and ambitions, reflections in the year gone and hopes and dreams for the next year. It's a good little yeah. chat we have. And I was right, right, next year, this was a couple of years ago, <laughs> I'm going to start having, voicing my opinion about the digital stuff, like the wireframes. Because I'd, previously I'd see stuff and go, um, back in my head it'd be, um, this looks ordinary. Mm. What does it look, what everybody else? So it's like, right, I've been here a couple of years now, and I'm more than happy. This was a decision I made when I first joined Folk, which was back of the head rules. Let the back of your head do the talking. Mm-hmm. I've not read Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, but I understand that the premise is the back of your head's right and the front of your head talks you out of it. Right. Yes. So it was like, right, you're at a new place. You can be pretty much who you want to be. Um, so and I was thinking I've got Michael's brilliant. My colleagues are brilliant. We're doing, an, we're, doing, so we're doing a naming project. We're doing this. I'd say, I think we should do this, 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 then that. Great, let's do it. Or, uh, no, isn't that a lot of rubbish? Okay, great, let's do it differently, mm. but at least say it. So I made a decision a couple of years ago to... So in terms of learning the digital stuff and doing the digital stuff, yes, I'm getting a lot more 
I'm just getting into it now and sort of being prepared to say could that be why is that and they'll either say oh it could move or no no Graham that's a there's a reason that's there okay so it's great I'm looking stupid in public far more which is um, (laughs) in the studio far more which is a learning process so it's great it's a little bit like your five six seven year older uh, sort of creative directors before who maybe didn't couldn't work the tools like possibly possibly like we went, we went, myself and Andrew, who was a, a digital designer at our place, has since gone to us too, went to a one of the marvellous Agda talks, which was um, Sons and Co. a couple mm. of years ago. Yeah. And Tim Kellahella said, because um, he's not that across the coding, he's got this naivety to his designing, where if he knows the coding, it holds him back. Yeah. Mm. And I've heard, oh, there's a, an old television program called, I think called Songbook, where some curly-haired chap would talk to songwriters like Midjour and whoever, and they'd say naivety is a massive part of the, of the creative process. You just don't know what you're doing, so you do it. With yeah. The more you know, the harder it is. So yeah, it's a little bit liberating mm. um, to sort of go, why can't we just do that? And I just find a lot of, like, yeah, it's a bit of a homogenization of web design. Like 90% of them is just a big banner, yeah. photograph, usually tinted or blurred, so you can read the headline out of it, three circles and headlines, and it's just, oh, come on. <laughs> so that's a bit of a thing for me at the moment, that's doing me nothing. And, I, and for all of us, and that's, I think it's possibly that complaint is maybe even a couple, a couple of years old. So yeah, it's been an interesting thing. That you, I went to a um, wireframing presentation in which we were doing the brand identities. A different, a different company, a, a different party were, were, were asked to do the, the website. And their presentation was essentially, have we got the numbers to justify doing this? Yes, we have. Have we got the quant to justify this? Yes, we have. So it was kind of computer says yes, computer says yes. <laughs> right. Why do we, well, so that's why it looked like, and it, was all, it wasn't good. Yeah. Or it was mathematically correct, but nobody, you wouldn't want to interact human, with it. It's lost that human element. Yeah, that kind of unthinkingness. Creative expression needs to be creative expression. So... I'm sort of meandering around here, but um, I had a conversation with Linda Dukic. Strategy needs to happen, that ux thing or whatever it might be called this week, service design, interaction design, super important, 100% vital, love it. In the same way that the strategy needs to be done at like the principal's days and whoever else does that, and we do strategy, it needs to be, you need to define the tree you are barking up. Mm-hmm. And then bark a bit, otherwise it's just designed by process of elimination. Yeah. There needs to be that blend of we talk about width at our place. So width, so the wireframes are done with the design and the research. So there's the, the sort of general wedge of right, the researchers and researchers do all that. And then it's at the right time introduce a designer. Um rather than doing it all at the same time well, and doing what it together. Has happened at folk with uh well freelancers. This sort of UX wireframe parcel appears at your door and you unpack it and get on with it. Uh, that's an exaggeration. And they would do a handover of it. Sure. But yeah. it's boxed in. It's already done. Yeah. And some of those guys, you know, great, brilliant, 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 would pretty much design it. Now, they could well design it brilliantly. I think design is looking for the unknown. It's looking for what's wrong. And that's why it goes well, mm. if it's just known and known. At some point in pretty much every conversation about design, I, I, I mentioned Spock and Kirk. 
So, Spock and Kirk, that's what you need. You need Spock and you need Kirk. Mm. If he, one of them, rubbish. The other one, nightmare. And they get there together. That's right. the show. Mm. Cool. That's pretty much everything that goes well is because you've got that tug of war and the ribbon stays in the middle. Mm. So we talk, again, to use the right people at the right time is a bit of a rule. So if we need Matt or Flynn in this meeting, it's like, well, they're doing that. We'll get someone else to do that and they need to be, in, or stop the meeting. Mm. So things don't just happen, like just trot on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the whole width and the whole blended, and I mentioned amphibian before, it's, it's, I think us and lots of other people are having to contrive this new behavior of um, well, UX and design of where there's one stop and start and it doesn't stop and start it they blend into each yeah. other so that's been a, a huge well for me from zero understanding of that six years ago to right okay we need to we need to make this happen and contrive it until it becomes muscle memory. And I don't know, I'm, I kind of assume other people might be struggling with the same thing, but that's a big thing for us at the minute. And it makes it more enjoyable working with more people. It does, yeah. Collaborating. Do you feel that the jobs finish now? Or they just... Website-wise? Yeah, or even branding, I guess. Like... Yeah, yeah, definitely in the identity off. There was um, a fantastic talk given by Chris McLean at the Powerhouse Museum, and he talked about um, it should never end. You know, sort of Telstra or um, mm. Ray. You know, keep us there. Keep we'll keep we'll keep we'll keep you know uh, evolving it, evolving it. That's because we've got loads of money. Most companies <laughs> don't have that much. They've just they've just gone into debt getting you to just do that two month identity and your guidelines. Mm. They've got to run with it now. They can't afford it. A design consultancy to keep doing the retainer, yeah. The you know, whatever, the, yeah, can't some mm. do. There is a, a definitive point you have so brand identity, you've got to do something that's strategically sound, creatively interesting, and handoverable and right. doable, yeah, yeah, by a one person team by 4 p.m. Mm. like. You can't. That's the difference between graphic design and, and brand design. Graphic design is a one-off poster that someone can spend the week doing. You can't do. You can't do that. Brand design's got to be. You take that. Like you, you could use, well, Jason Little's Optus Identity, or the new Optus Identity. It's, it's basically Lego bricks. That color, that typeface, that there, pretty much got it. You know, sure. louder, quieter. Yeah. So yeah, the identity job's kind of finished because you've got to give something useful to these people that have asked you to do that. Mm-hmm. The identity, the, 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 the website job's maybe less so because it's minimal viable product. I yeah. think, a new thing I've learned in the last couple of years. And then you iterate, iterate, iterate and, and keep it going. But even at that point, there's, there's, many, there's many endings, just to maybe more, more, more mini endings with the website stuff. Mm. Well, let's talk about some of the projects at Folk. Something that I think we were pretty keen to kind of chat to you about was um, the jobs for New South Wales. Did you work yeah, on that one? Yeah, we did. That was a tricky one. Yeah, can you tell well, us about well, what, what it? made it tricky? I guess I'm interested in it because I've been speaking to a couple of different other state uh, government uh, groups, I guess, and they're all looking at that one and going, right, we need to do one of these now. Yeah, that's great. I've shout out to um, James Welsh, who's, <laughs> God, broke my heart, James. Um, I was delighted to get James. He came to our place, brilliant designer. 
uh, told me six or seven months in, I'm leaving. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to principals. You absolute dog. Um, <laughs> but you know, good for principals. It will be good for. It'll be great for principals. It'll not be great for him. Um, and it gave us an opportunity to get a Brazilian um, street artist called Guy, who's awesome. Hello, Guy. Um, so James worked on that. The reason it was tricky was because we got brought in for the briefing on Jobs for New South Wales. But basically, the, the paint was still either not on the walls or still drying for them. Right. Those guys were told, you, who, you, me, yeah, you, you, you and him and him. Or go over there. These are your new job titles. Have you got cards? <laughs> nope. Uh, you're doing this. That's your... Um, Commission. It's it's basically they're looking for future what what the future employment uh, options will be for New South Wales and, and yeah. potentially for the world. I guess creation of new jobs, new jobs, new jobs. Not mm. necessarily sustaining clean jobs. I think I remembered and talking about so not necessarily abattoirs was the example they gave of like we need to start new. It was more now it needs to be it's new world order. We need to get twenty first century about it. So they were tasked with that. There's got to be some irony in that, right? That they were just suddenly kind of pulled in and, hey, here's your new job and your job is to get jobs. It was, and on it, they were briefing us slightly wide-eyed. <laughs> okay. And so in our, you know, with the research, the, the strategy to find out the knowns, we talked to six or seven, maybe more different people as CEO, all sort of fantastic people in their own right. David Thody was one of the guys, previous CEO of Telstra. But they all had a slightly different... They were all betting in themselves. So mm-hmm. we managed to get a brief. We managed to play back. This is the brief. And they all said yes. Then we did some identities. And basically bold was the... It was almost like a one-word idea. And I don't... I was like struggling. It's got to be bold something. Bold and something. So we went back with bold stuff. And they went, yeah. By this time, two months had gone by. Wow. And <laughs> they said, oh, well, actually, our remit has changed. Oh, okay. So they first... They briefed us when they were maybe two or three weeks old. Then two or three months old, Everything their changed. own remit and job description goals and, and all that had sort of matured, obviously. That's what happens. So that's what led to So the first one was quite brutal. The first couple of ideas we did was just very bold and just, we're going to do this. Um, and then they, it was more about, it was about permanent jobs. The first time they told us permanent jobs, then it was more, tra- it can be transient jobs, projects. One of the examples they gave that Fox Studios might have a film that's going to last 18 months. That will employ 3,000 people yep. for 18 months. That's a new job. That's what they're... So that was the ideas with the circles coming, going, disappearing. So that was... The, right. So the, the identity is, is kind of like a, almost a semi-abstract yeah. kind of top-level view of the map of New South Wales. Yeah. And there's kind of different colours and different kind of... Circles. So little ones, big, little ones getting bigger, yeah. So this idea of job creation over time, over geography sort of coming and going yeah. so that was that so this this transient nature really changed the brief the fact that it's not necessarily just permanent jobs this sort of here to stay mm. so that led to that more dynamic identity and it did make them look so their board they were backed by government but the board was mostly from private industry so like some from Atlassian some from Telstra mm. and so on so it had to have that kind of startup feel to it as well so it was a great brief. It was kind of interesting. So it couldn't just look to government. And they had to be seen to be courting kind of the James Dysons of this world. Mm. So James Dyson needed to see themselves in that enterprise and mm. kind of go, yeah, they look good. Oh, and the government, so they've got the money. Yeah. So it had to be that balance. It's an interesting one because, I mean, I guess I'm looking at quite a bit of that kind of future work kind of thing now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do you think 
Do you think design designers, as we as we currently know, do they do they have a future job, huh. or is it is it more like you said transient? So almost like the kind of production. It's like everyone comes in for the production of the movie, and then everyone's back off to do something else. I'm going to say yes, but I don't really know why. Um, I think you know, ten years ago, there was a job doing Flash. Yes. And now it's whatever it is now. Um, so I think it'll be the same but different. You still need people yep. to find stuff out and then you'll still need people to give that a creative expression. So it needs to look like something. It needs to grab the eye and or the ear, not necessarily in that order. So things still need to... Good ideas still need to reach people, need to engage people and get noticed. So there'll be people that come up with the ideas and people that need to put it in the shop window. So is that where... Where Agda maybe needs to evolve slightly to not be so focused on graphic design, but more ideas. Big topic. I've just dropped you in there, haven't I? Big topic, that. On them little green forms that you fill in when you touch down in a in well in the UK or whatever, and it says occupation. Yes. Oh yeah. I'd hate to see all mine. And it's a good question. It's together good... because they'd all be totally yeah. different. Yeah. Professional. What did, I, what did I put last time? I got into the country last time. I put something down. <laughs> Yeah, I still slightly bloody-mindedly, oh, okay, very bloody-mindedly put graphic design, graphic designer. So I'm a little bit of the, if it is indeed a school of sort of, uh, I'm a graphic designer here, me raw type of thing. So Damien Borchak did a talk five years ago, it's time for designers to take their seat at the table. Stuart O'Brien from Houston did the same kind of thing, yeah. stand up and be counted. And I sort of did the same patter, uh, Pecha Kucha talk I did for Agda, like it's, no coasting, it's time to put our foot down. We need to... So graphic designers, and this is related to the whole uh, digital world and UX world, um, I would like, and I like graphic designers that can think and speak and have an idea and write and make it look good. So, you know, any number of people come to mind, Paul Garbett and Chris Doyle and, and, and all, and a litany of people even do that. I take the term graphic design. So in Agda, there was conversations in Agda of when are we going to change the name? It's like, whoa, whoa, you know, yeah. what? And maybe they will. And I understand the point that it's communication design. It is communication design. Mm. Motion. So sorry, did you say there was conversations about changing the name? It was it been mentioned. Forever. It didn't quite yeah. become a conversation, but it was kind of, it sort of keeps waiting in the wings. It hasn't made the table, but it's, it's a mix of metaphors. I think yeah. I, I remember <laughs> at one point there was a, a special committee set up uh, on the national committee. About to, the name. About to think about whether we should be called graphic designers or... And it doesn't called... really matter. That's kind of what I think. Except it really matters. No, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, because I want graphic, I like, I want to be a, a thinking graphic designer. Um, and I don't want that to sort of slip into a, a oxymoron. Mm. So, so it's a, mm, a cross-reference, not so much backtrack. So we had a freelance UXer at our place at, at Folk. And I said, hi, I'm Graham. And she said whatever her name was. And she said, oh, you're one of the visual designers. And I'm... Uh-oh. No, but, you know, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> um, God, that does my nut in, yeah. That's like, it's, it's basically a cosmetic artist yeah. on the ground floor at sure. David it's Jones. Like calling an architect and like an interior designer Basically, we're finished. Yeah. Come and paint the walls. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you can... Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so again, the people that you know, the great and the good that you've had on this program, they're not just going to get wheeled in at the end. And you know, Andy Hines on the client saying, "No, don't do that product. Do this mm. and do it this way." Mm. And Target, good for you, Andy. Like that's where we should be. So you had that whole visual design thing, and it's catching on. And, you know, I'd say I'm fighting a losing battle. The battle's well and truly over. This whole thing, so when I first joined Folk, we had UX consultants. Now we've got UX designers. I'm like... Uh, <laughs> but that's what they're called, mm-hmm. which has meant we've had to now have our visual designers. No, 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 we just call them designers, but you can't... So that ship has sailed. But it, I, I also don't want to give graphic designers an excuse to just be visual designers. Mm. Yeah. No, 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 no. Don't just be colouring in. Why have you done that? Oh. Now, I've worked with some graphic designers, designers who just are brilliant at making stuff look good. And that's what they want to do. So I am not, I'm not judging them. Um, they make stuff look better than I do. They just can do it. It goes well, works well for them. So, so um, the graphic design thing for me is... Uh, I think graphic designers, yes, we can write. Yes, we can strategize. Yes, we can make stuff look good. Yes, we can come up with whole systems that are handoverable and have got legs. Um, so, yeah. So we came into that with the Agda mm. it, was, it was my segue into beginning. Agda, I guess. And so, yeah, I, and I'd also you, like... You said as the chair for... I was chair, chair, vice chair for two years with Jason and then chair for the, the past year. Um, and then Mike's taken over in, in at the beginning of this year. So I was very much wanting to champion graphic design. I thought that was, if we're called the Australian Graphic Design Association, I thought that's pretty much our job description was to champion graphic design and all its mates. And I'd like, I wanted artists to be seen. I'd like artists to be, um, or theatre set designers or illustrators or mm. photographers to be championed by graphic designers because I we need to not, be seen as navel-gazing graphic designers that are yep. just involved in kerning. That was what we were trying to see. So see us graphic designers, we're talking to theatre designers or we're talking to writers or we're talking to whoever. So that was what we, I think, we could stretch the remit of graphic design by having a, um, a greater friendship group, if you like, mm. not necessarily having to change the... So graphic design is relevant to all those things without having to change the name. Yeah, That's... That was where I was at. But ultimately, as long as people are feeling involved, getting inspired, I love Agda. So I was seven years in London and went to DNAD events. Mm. Loved it because I was not from London, went to London, went to events, and suddenly you feel like you're part of it. Mm. You'd bump into you and you and say hello. Three months later, I'd see you again. So, you know, you're a slightly scared, excited 23-year-old in London. Um DNA was brilliant for that. And you get inspired every couple of months. Yeah. So as soon as I came to Sydney, I was I just went to Agda events to do the same thing. I got to know, you know, yourself and, and meet other people. So it's been great for me as a punter. And it was even better for me being in, on the council, you know, meeting on a monthly basis and sometimes in between with an event with just brilliant people, to be honest. I think I got more out of it than they got out of me. It was, <laughs> it was a treat to be involved with the whole thing. We've talked once before you got described to me as the working man's designer. Mm-hmm. Um, give, give it to Graham, he'll get it done. Okay. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> and then when it. I brought that up with you, we had a conversation a little bit about ego and design mm. and about the importance of it, but also more about you and I guess how 
how you feel about it. Because in some ways you're a little bit, you feel a bit awkward with doing things like this or speaking. Oh yeah, this is not normal, but it's nice <laughs> having a chat. <laughs> so I read a book, get me, I read a book about <laughs> 10 years ago called Yes Man, Danny Wallace. Brilliant book. He also wrote a book called Join Me. It's got nothing to do with it, except it's a great book. <laughs> so Yes Man is a journal. He's a funny blog in the UK. And he decided to say yes to everything for a year and yeah. documented it. And it did get turned into the Jim Carrey film, which was wholly different. In, in Yes. So Jason would say, do you want to do the... This is before being on the council. Yeah. Do you want to do the Agda blog for a week? Uh, yeah. What on earth am I doing? I said yes, and I said yes, and I said yes to lots of things. So that's the so doing things like this and doing. Do you want to do Pachacucci? Yes. Honestly, God, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. He gave me this topic. I didn't understand the topic, but I stumped up, and it was it's great. Like Gabby Lord has been on here and just saying say yes to stuff, and it's yeah. the same. You know, that's a you know she's saying it, and I'm saying it, and it, good things do happen. So. The ego thing is, it's thrilling to do Pachi Kucha talks or being asked to do stuff. It was thrilling to introduce Jessica Walsh and do a, a sort of these speaking things and as even just introducing them. So that was fun. Um, it was an ego thing saying yes to doing that thing when Jason asked me and was like, yeah, who, who do I think I am? Can I do it? I, if I, well, I can do it if I say yes, so I did. The other thing with the ego is, um, or someone else is going to if you don't, but I think ego is vital. So over the years, and I think it's vital to being a designer. Mm. So I talk about, I talk about, I mumble to myself, anyone who's prepared to listen about, you need the right amount of ego. Too much, bad. But too little, bad. You need just the right amount. But that's kind of hard to pin down. So too much bad is because you just do stuff, you don't listen, they don't, I don't, I, you don't listen to anyone and bad stuff happens. But too little, particularly as a, designer, as a designer and maybe as anything else. I've been in rooms with designers where there's a conversation having ideas, ideas, ideas. And you see them, their eyebrows go up, so they've had an idea and then they don't say it. And you're like, eh, and they, no. Nah. You've got to be prepared to look stupid in public mm. and back yourself, basically. Mm. And that's the Stuart O'Brien thing was back yourself. Go with it. Like, have an opinion and then tap the table and tell the boardroom. Yeah. I think that's not the right way to do it. All eyes on you. Um, again, that's where the back of the head thing comes yeah. from. So back, so just the right amount, maybe back of the head, I'm thinking this, so I'm saying it, but leave room to sort of be, well, if someone else says something better, go with that as well. I read an article recently which is all about um, in conversations, in our, not so much arguments, but mm, discussions, disagreements. The article was saying that um, often in disagreements, when the other person's talking, when someone's talking, the person that's not talking is merely reloading. Yeah. I that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely that's, awesome. That's a great way to put it, yeah. Nothing. Waiting for their time to absolutely talk. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Nothing productive will come from that chat. Yeah. So, um, the, he was talking about advocacy and inquiry. So, inqu- so what your, your opinion is this. You're saying that, yes, it is, yes. And then you advocate your own opinion, but inquire into theirs, advocate your own opinion, inquire into theirs. And that's yeah. kind of the right amount of ego. Mm-hmm. You're very much aware of what you're thinking and tabling it, but willing to hear someone else. So I suppose the, the, the too little, you don't say your own, too much, you don't listen to theirs. Mm. So the right amount. Again, Spock and Kirk. <laughs> Spock and Kirk. 
that's a pretty good good place to leave it i think <laughs> on that yeah thank you so much graham for coming coming absolute in absolute pleasure thanks for having me finding the place and yeah i found the place eventually you've yeah. got a brand new website i have that's been fun um so kickstarted by um uh, in a conversation with rob duncan of mucho and why dot design invited by him a month or two ago to become a contributor to Y.Design, which I'm over the moon about. Love that site. Um, so I'll be doing a, a post anytime now. But when you become a contributor, your name goes on the list. You click on the name, it goes to a website. So I need a website. forced myself to do a website. And it's been, again, a little bit like training and um, doing it for myself. It's been very relevant for my job at Folk, sort of doing it, you only learn by doing. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been fun. So it's a little bit of a retrospective of my work since 93 there's a logo on there which I did just before I graduated right perfect <laughs> and what's the what's the address it'll be because it isn't just yet but it's Graham Barton grahambarton.com.au great and we'll link that in the show notes as well and you're, on, you. you're on Twitter as well aren't you I am and R- that is RG Barton I think something like that we'll dig it up we'll yeah. dig that up too yeah yeah how often do you tweet it yourself yeah right? yeah Hardly ever. Yeah. Matt, and uh, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, Matt underscore Leach. Cool. Perfect. Uh, and you can find me on everything at, uh, at Flynn Tracy. And you can find this show and more at ausdesignradio.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud at AUS Design Radio. Thanks, Graham. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.